You're listening to All Told from The Washington Post. This is the first episode in a special, ongoing series chronicling American life during the coronavirus pandemic. Every week, we'll bring you a different first-hand account as people across the United States struggle with the rise of this crisis and its fallout. Each story is unique. Some are dramatic, others quiet. But together, week by week, they'll tell us something larger about how this crisis is changing us. March 2020 was a month that changed everything. Lives were upended across the nation. For our first episode, we peer inside the life of Annie Rigg, the library director in Pelican Rapids, Minnesota. From March 20th to 28th, she kept audio diaries and recordings that she shared with the Post. By then, the coronavirus had reached all 50 states. More than 100 Americans were confirmed dead, and governors from coast to coast were ordering people to shelter in place. Here's Annie Rigg, in her own words. So it is now Friday, the 20th of March. I am getting ready to take my dog for her walk. We usually walk earlier because there's so much traffic getting ready for school but since there is no school there are no people it is very cold and I am trying to put all of my things on um, it, it the wind chill is currently negative 15 so I'm guessing it will be a very short brisk walk this morning. Um, I am grateful I have my dog to give me that grounding of things I have to do at a certain time every day, no matter what. Hi, baby girl. Her name is Zeta. And she, Zeta, leave the kitty alone. I also have a kitty named Lafayette. I have two other cats. I had everyone's medication. And I was thrilled to find out that Chewy has shipped. Come on, baby, let's go outside. Oh boy, the door is frozen because it was icy. Oh, there we go. Careful. And I am going to be so thankful to have all of the things I need to keep my animals safe because I do live alone and they are the joy every day I wake up in the morning. They are pretty much the only people other than maybe one staff member I get to talk to every day that I talk to every day. Um, I live on a highway, a fairly busy highway, as busy as you can get in rural Minnesota. There should be lots of traffic going to school, people leaving to go to work in Fargo. We have lots of commuters and there is nothing. We just had a case of corona confirmed within 30 miles of our community. Oh, hey, there's one car. Look at that. Come on, Zeta, let's go. One lone vehicle in the last 10, 20 minutes. Driving at a responsible speed, which is also a rare experience. 
and there he goes. Small town, we actually know everybody. Some of the local carpenters and snow removers. We all do many things each day. The sun will come up, which is kind of a nice consistent reassurance. There is almost no clouds in the sky. So if nothing else today, maybe we'll at least have some sunshine. It's like you're constantly on the verge of tears and anger. And you just, I just want to fix it. I'm a fixer. I see a problem, I outline it and I fix it. And I research it and I fix it again. And I can't. Because none of us know what the answers are. And even when we have an answer for the one day, it's not the answer for the next. But at least I have this consistent cold walk. <sighs> Wish everybody good luck. It's kind of been my new thing. I've always wished all of my storytime parents when they leave each Monday, good luck. Because as parents, we always need luck no matter what. I always tell them you're doing great, even as the kid screams out the door. so cold it won't turn my phone on if you can tell from the echo I am sitting in my very empty very quiet public library surrounded by all the high school art that no one can see because the governor has canceled school and due to the age of my community I closed on St. Patrick's Day at 5 o'clock. It was a very hard decision and one I did not want to make. I was raised by people who survived the Great Depression and told often the stories of what it was like, how they rationed, how they helped each other out. And I'm hoping that this is yet another moment we can do that. I provide so much more than just books. Many of our seniors are living alone and we see them at least daily if we don't see them daily, we tend to check up on them. I don't know how they are doing. I don't know how we are doing. I have people trying to file for unemployment, but we're their only place to get a computer, and they can't get to them. Many of my citizens in this town don't speak English at all, and they're learning it in my classrooms, and they can't do that. They can't understand the things that are being told to them by the government of why we have to do what we are doing. There are kids who depend on their story hour as the anchor of their week. That's how they start their Mondays. That's how they get their ideas. They get their books. We have our weekly visitors. 
and we are just trying to get through each hour. And at the end of each hour, we add another. And then we finish the day. And like many librarians I've talked to, we sit in our quiet buildings. We cry. And then we get it together and we help our staff figure out what our job is now until tomorrow. And we started all over again. Just making my morning rounds, trying to get a new rhythm in this time. We'll have the first of the staff getting trained into our new normal and our process to not touch things and quarantining items and learning to live our day, I guess. I used to feel guilty about potato chips for breakfast. I mean, I don't do it a lot, but I'm just finding the joy. Okay, so we're finally finishing sort of a week of new things. Um, we figured out how to get people items if they can't get here and how to get people to pick them up. So I'm feeling really good about that. Um, allegedly our council met at five o'clock today. They are finally talking about what is happening literally everywhere in the universe at this point. But I really don't care because whatever they're gonna do won't impact us at all. We have already set our plan in place and we are going day by day, which is okay. Sometimes we are going hour by hour. I'm gonna be okay with this. Um, I feel the most positive I've been probably this week period. So um, I'm trying to not poo-poo myself on this. I got flowers. Um, the liquor store is still open. I'm gonna go check on a neighbor's cat and I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna take my dog in the backyard and I'm going to enjoy some very nice sunshine for the next couple of hours before it slips behind the trees. And I'm gonna focus on being in a good place at this moment. The type A personality wants to have a list. I wanna be able to systematically go down it and just be okay with everything. And instead, I'm gonna focus on every time I give a book bag out the back door to a patron. It's like I'm running a speakeasy. So we're gonna work on a, a, a code word for next week. And just, we're gonna embrace the happiness and craziness wherever we can find it. And move forward, I guess. And I'm still okay. Good luck, everybody.
Okay, so we're gonna try this little recording here this way. I am just got a phone call from one of our patrons. She she and her husband just flew back from Arizona. I put my mittens on, I have to go outside. Um, and they have come home and they don't have any internet at their house because they were gone for the winter and they have now returned to Pelican. And I am stuck on some trash, oh boy. And she wanted to know if there was any way I could get some DVDs to her for them to watch while they are in quarantine and um, what I deliver. And I know they live out of town, so I went, um, no, thank you. I go, do you have anyone who'd be willing to maybe take them to you? And she went, yes. My son is over at the hardware store. And so it is just across the bridge over the river. So I'm gonna take her a healthy supply summer TV shows so hopefully that keeps them busy with an eclectic assortment but it is so quiet out here I just don't think people even for a small town this is like super quiet but hey you know here we are I'm trying to prepare for an online city council meeting, which is a bigger issue, which I realized that library staffing was on their agenda for this evening. And of course, due to um, gathering constraints, they are going to be having it through a Zoom meeting muting um, all of the people in the audience, which I've, I think is a good idea. Um, but I don't know what they are planning on discussing with the library staffing. This month has been so long. It just... And so I had to ask the board chair for clarification of why we would potentially be on this and had totally forgotten that the council members had given the city administrator directions to investigate and due to our budget constraints, our board was not going to grant us the same amount of pay increase as the rest of the city because we needed to stay within our budget. Even though we are part of the government, our city government, they we are not treated equally amongst the city departments and within the city government. Okay, because this is just so insane. With everything else going on in the universe, I just sat through an hour and 20 minute council meeting where the city council just voted to move forward to see if my library and staff are worthy enough to be included as a part of their pay equity as the city. Just because they don't get to have 100% total control over the budget and the director. I... This is a battle that we have been waging back and forth over the last 14 years. And so you, you just 
have to listen to your dog whine at the end of all of this craziness because, you know, if the cat and the dog in my house can get along, you would think government, for at least this small moment in time, could get it together, even if you just have to fake it. But in the middle of all of this chaos and mayhem that is happening across our nation and in our own community, the biggest thing on your docket is whether or not the library staff are part of your pay equity study. So we make sure that those girls, they love to call us those girls, those girls down there don't get more than they're worth. But as long as you feel better for putting your thumb on the little guy or girl, you just go right ahead. This is crazy. Y'all have a better day, I hope. It is now Saturday... March 28th, I think. I'm not really sure. Um, We've been closed for 10 days now. Um, We've resorted at the library to writing the day, the date, and the number of days we've been closed because, as I have started telling people, every day is a week and every week is six months. And I have yet to have anyone discredit my summary of time at this point. Um, The strain is starting to take hold. This is so weird. And as I talk to people, weird is about the only word we can have. We've stopped greeting each other with, good morning. How are you? And we've changed it to, are you okay? (laughs) And there's always a pause. Because even when I ask that to myself every day, am I okay? I'm not sure. I mean, obviously spring is coming. We hear the birds. The water is starting to move and thaw. Wildlife is out. The deer are having a lovely time trying to cross highways because there is no traffic to stop them or concern them. And I don't know. I have brief moments where, hey, we got this. We got this figured out. We're okay. But I have so many more where I don't know. And I'm not good at, I don't know. Come on, Zeze. Good girl. Let's go over the river. Water's moving. Spring's coming, y'all. Um, we needed to set a good example. And even though only 10 days ago did we close our building to the public, we have now stopped curbside service as well for the next two weeks at least 
Um, governor has put this in place until April 10th. Ooh, crunchy snow falling through. And, and yet the world is still just a little bit the same. The snow melts. We find random things in the snow piles lost over the last couple of months. Current count, uh, a sock and a slipper. I've got more questions on why you're wearing a slipper in Minnesota in the winter, but here we are. going to be a cloudy day warm for us it's going to be in the 30s possibly even a 40 above it's a pretty exciting time i saw my first robin yesterday S soon loons will be coming back the ice will be off the lakes good luck everybody Reach out. Just smile at someone, even a wave. Thanks to Annie Rigg for letting us into her life and sharing a week's worth of recordings that were condensed and produced by me, Bishop Sand. This episode was edited by Lillian Cunningham and Ariel Plotnick. Want to tell us about your life during this crisis? Go to WashingtonPost.com slash podcasts for information about how to get in touch.